welcome to episode four of the Dollar Film Critics. I'm Tim. And I'm Amanda. And today we will be talking about the movie Storm Rider. Yes. Storm Rider. Not to be confused with the one that came out in the 70s, apparently. This one came out in October 2013, so it's relatively new, and it was straight to DVD as well. Uh, it was made by Arc Entertainment, and uh, for some reason this is a growing trend for these movies. Uh, the writer and the director are the same person. Yes, they are. Who's the Who's the guy? Craig Clyde. All right. He's got a silly name. Yep. However, this movie would has been different than all the other, you know, straight to DVD movies we've done so far. Does have a main person in it, an, a, a known person. Oh yeah, Kevin Sorbo's got Hercules in it. Yeah, Kevin Sorbo. Hercules from uh, the Legend of Hercules. I think that was what yep, it was called. Yep, the TV show Hercules. Although Zena uh, was not in this. No, that's sad. <laughs> I liked Zena, but Hercules was in Zena, so it's kind of like Zena was here. Oh God. In heart. All right. <laughs> Um, so what, what, what sort of plot do we have for this movie? All right. So this movie is, uh, based, it's like the main character is a teenage girl and it's based on her story of, um, kind of the way that her life comes crashing down into ruins. She, by, uh, by no real fault of her own. No, it's not her own fault. It's her dad's fault. She like grew up and her dad's like uber wealthy and they have like a $200,000 horse and a giant house and all that kind of crap. The horse's name is Admiral. Yeah. You don't really see that horse very much. Anyways. Um, and then her dad goes to jail. So she loses everything and has to live with her poor uncle. Who's Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Whose <laughs> <laughs> His name is Uncle Sam. That's the only way they refer to him in the movie is Uncle Sam. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the protagonist, whose name is Danny, did we mention that? I don't think I mentioned that. No, okay. her, her name is Danny. Um, she's actually, it's kind of funny that her name is Danny in the film because her actual name is Danielle. Huh. So that's kind of cool. Um, Kevin Sorbo plays Sam. We went over that. Danny also has a younger brother named Jordan, and that's play, played by a little boy, uh, Jacob Buster. Um, oh. And then there's some other people, and there's a, you know... There's a nosy neighbor. That's nosy what I call neighbor. her. The nosy neighbor. And the typical boy toy. Yeah, and the boy toy whose character name is Kevin, who I don't didn't bother to know who the actor was. The actor didn't even have a picture on IMDb, so I didn't write down his name. <laughs> He's been in nothing. And then, uh, so, she loses everything because her dad is some sort of Ponzi scheme artist or something. They never really describe it, though. Like, they just, they say that he, there was some sort of, you know, federal crime happening and... Sam hints that he didn't work for his money and he's not an honest man and he has offshore yeah. bank accounts perhaps and so I assume it's a Ponzi scheme. It's it, in the beginning it's really ambiguous about what his her dad's motives were for anything. Like he seemed like a pretty stand-up guy and until then, he was in jail. Until he was in jail and he seemed like a real fucking creep. Yeah, and a douchebag father. So she gets sent to live with her uncle Sam, Kevin Sorbo, and uh, she fucking hates her life. Yeah, she also hates his life, and I mean, he's, it's not like he's living in a mansion, he's got like a, basically a shack, but he's got a crap ton of land on a ranch, and he's a vet, and whatever, so you figure if she's this, like, equestrian rider who loves horses, she'd just go with him to the vet visits, and now you get to play with horses. He's Dr. Hercules. Yes, he's Dr. Hercules. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Hercules is a slob, <laughs> and apparently when Danny gets to his house, she's disgusted by him. And his house. And apparently she's also on the rag while she gets there. Because she has the wildest mood swings ever. 
Yeah, I don't know if that was like the writer trying to portray her being on her period, or if that was the writer trying to portray a angry teenager who lost everything. I really can't tell which way they were going with it, but either way, it's it's weird. Because he asks her if she wants to eat anything. She's like, I guess I'll eat something. And then they get into this argument about her dad. And then she storms off. And then she comes back bearing cookies. <laughs> <laughs> she brings the cookies. And he's like, oh, cookies. So he goes to give her some beef jerky that he had lying around in a cabinet. And that goes, she put away. That she put away. Because <laughs> she cleaned everything. And then Kevin Sorbo goes to her like bedroom door and she's crying her eyes out. And yep. he's like, I'm not dealing with that. No. He just puts the jerky down and walks away. <laughs> and then either the next morning or later that night, I don't really know which one it was. She comes out with it and is like, thanks for the present. And then she's like, I, she goes for cookies. And then she's mad that he ate the cookies. <laughs> she just brought him cookies. And now she's mad that she ate them. And he's like, what? They were delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? You know, like beef jerky. And I totally called this. She's a vegetarian. You did call that. You did call that hard. Because when, when, when uh, he offered her the chili when they sat down to dinner, she was like, eh, she looked kind of grossed out by chili. She also did say she liked chili, though, which yeah. was weird. Well, I mean, there's like, there's vegetarian chili. Maybe she just doesn't like... You, you don't go to a ranch and think that they're going to give you vegetarian <laughs> chili. Like, let's be serious with that. So, it's the next day, and uh, the, uh, the nosy neighbor, as I like to call her, shows up. Her name is Jody, And she starts nosing her way into everything. She comes bearing muffins that Danny wolfs down like she hasn't eaten in a month. <laughs> well, if she wasn't a vegetarian, she could add some delicious She had jerky. been there for like 12 hours and she wolfed down that muffin like she had not seen food <laughs> in forever. And then uh, Jody's like, oh, I have something for you. Like she knew that she was coming or something. And she takes her outside to the side of the barn where she has a little baby donkey tied up. Yep. And she's like, this donkey is yours. And Danny's like, oh my God, he's so precious. Oh my God, I love him. I don't know if you guys have seen a baby donkey. It's not cute. <laughs> it's just not. I mean, donkeys are not adorable animals. They're not hideous, but they're not adorable. So she, she gets the donkey, and she's so happy that she has the donkey now. She names him Stormy, which is, I guess... The, a god-awful name? Well, and also, like, a movie title thing. Yeah, well, they referenced the word Storm so much in this movie, it's a little <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I almost, at one point, I said to you, if they mention Storm one more time, we're turning this off. <laughs> because WTF. Hey, did you know this movie was called Storm Rider? Because we're going to fucking reference that all movie. <laughs> Just in case you forgot. <laughs> The donkey's name is Stormy. The storm's coming. Storm, 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 storm. <laughs> uh, and we totally, like, uh, fucked up the one of the subplots between uh, Danny and, I guess, her bitter horse rival, Becky. Yeah, well, there wasn't... Okay, all right, so let's go with this one. The beginning of the movie, while she's brushing her $200,000 horse, Admiral... This girl comes up and is like, so have you thought about our offer? Because she's trying to buy this horse from, from Danny. And Danny, like, flips out. And it's like, I'll never steal him, blah, blah, blah. 
And then, like, two days later, she has to sell them because her yeah, dad she, lost she, all she of has, his money. She has to eat her words because her dad fucked up, so she has to sell the horse to Becky. Now she's like, you're going to fuck up my horse. Yeah, and then for some reason, she thinks that Becky is just, like, Becky is, like, the kryptonite, and she's Superman. Like, she thinks that <laughs> Becky is just the bane of all existence for her. And the other characters think that, too. Whenever Becky is mentioned, like, all the other characters are like, so who's this Becky person, and what did she do to you? <laughs> and and he, you, as the watcher of the movie are like Becky did absolutely nothing <laughs> she's just being a pissy teenager who won't <laughs> shut the fuck up because she lost her horse uh, so she gets the donkey and I they flash forward to six months later when the donkey's fully grown and she's, she's training it training the donkey to be like a show horse I guess yeah she wants to train it to be a horse and this is what I thought the plot of the movie was gonna be I thought she was going to train the donkey to be a show horse and then go up against Becky in some sort of show horse competition and, like, totally show her up. And, like, that would be the plot of the movie. You but. know, up and Like, I thought that was going to be a sub... I didn't think it was going to be the main plot, but I did think that was going to be a subplot up until almost the end of the movie. Like, when Becky does go for the ride, I thought that she was going to ride against her. That's why, like, that's why Becky could ride Annie. Yeah. Was because she was going to ride Stormy. Yeah. I literally thought that was going to happen, and it didn't. So then um, the plot sort of gets muddled in, in the middle of the movie because uh, she gets involved with Kevin, the boy toy, mm-hmm. and they have awkward conversations together. And the writers seem to write him like they thought a teenager would act around a attractive woman. Well, and the same thing with her. They wrote her like she was supposed to be an angsty, insecure teenager. And whatever, I just, you know, the writing was not the greatest thing ever. The writing was written like cheesy, so-so, feel-good movie. So they they get together for a little bit. They, uh, they go to, they pretend to go to a dance and she's all like dressed up and everything. Well, they, she thinks they're actually going to a dance. Yeah, and then Boytoy brings her to his dad's ranch where they have horses. And she goes, oh, I got horses. I have to ride them now. Yeah. And she's like, I cannot go to the dance. And they're like, you're in a short dress. She's like, I don't care. Horses now. Didn't your dad pay for that dress? Yeah, fuck him. Or uncle. Uncle paid well, for the dress. she thought that her dad yeah. did pay for it. Yeah, there's a whole like subplot where she thinks like the uncle's using her dad's money to pay for things. Well, I mean, it's money that she gave her uncle from her dad that's supposed to be given to her uncle to help raise her. Yeah. So, like, she thinks that he's using that, which is fine, but she's all like, I think he meant that to go for something else and blah, blah, blah. And he's actually being a nice dude. Yeah, so... Using his own money. She gets in this expensive, like, uh, I guess dance dress. I don't know what you call the kind of dress that she wore. It's just like a cocktail dress. Yeah. And she's riding around on horses, and she spends the whole day doing that, apparently, because she, they never show up to the dance. And Uncle Sam gets a little... Yeah, Uncle Uncle Sorbo... Sends out of shape for it. Uncle Sorbo goes there. Uncle Hercules. <laughs> Uncle Hercules <laughs> goes there to uh, to spy on them, because he's overprotective uncle guy. All of a sudden, randomly. Yeah. And with, with nosy neighbor, who likes him, and that's a whole nother... Likes him hard. That's a whole nother plot thread. Uh, and her nosy neighbor and Danny end up scheming to, like, get each other the boys that they want. That's true. But, but <laughs> women do that in real life. Any woman watching this knows that if you have a best friend and they're trying to get with somebody, you're going to help them out. So... Just like a wingman does. They, they get, they get back to Uncle Sorbo's house and... Uncle, Uncle Sorbo flips a fuck. Yeah, Uncle Sorbo flips a fuck on Kevin 
And Danny's like, it's all my fault. I just wanted to ride horses. Yeah, Sorbo thinks that they totally did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she says, no, we didn't do anything. I can't even kiss him. He's far too awkward for that. He's very awkward. And every time, like, they do that multiple times. They do try to go for the kiss multiple times. And every time, either, like, he fucks it up or Sorbo shows up. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently this kid is impossible to kiss. Yeah. And, um... After that, she's like, oh my god, I love this horse now, whose name is what, Little Annie? Little Annie, I think, yeah. And they, her boy toy's father asks Danny to train Little Annie to be a show horse. And, and Danny says yes, and then uh, Uncle Sorbo says, well, what about your donkey? And she's like, fuck the donkey. <laughs> it's a donkey, it won't <laughs> care. And, like, there's this whole, like, anti-donkey sentiment for, like, 20 minutes in the movie. It's like, well, fuck the donkey. It's just the donkey. Yeah. Which is sad because the donkey, like, like, they, they do, I think they do this part really well. The donkey, like, cares about her and blah, blah, blah. And they portray that the donkey, like, won't eat because she's not around. And, I mean, they did fast forward it in the movie. But she basically spent, like, six or seven months, like, with that donkey all day long every day. Just yeah. training it. So, like, all of a sudden, she's not with the donkey at all. And Sorbo has to feed the donkey. And then Jordan shows up, and Jordan starts feeding the donkey for her. But the donkey wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. So, uh, after, after I guess, a certain amount of time of doing this, the donkey becomes agitated and doesn't want anything to do with anyone, stops eating. And she's like, oh, he'll be fine. He's a donkey. And Boy Toy's dad is really anti-donkey. Like, uber anti-donkey. It's like, <laughs> if this was a person, it would be, like, totally, like, racist or or homophobic or whatever phobic it would be, like... Yeah, at one point, he's like, the, all, the only thing that donkeys are good is for skinning and tanning. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you expect... And he says that to Danny. And, like, she just spent seven months training the donkey. I expected her to, like, care a little bit more about that. I yeah, expected the just... plot to take a twist there and be like, well, fuck you. I can't date you because your father's an asshole. And but, it never has. She doesn't yeah, care. She just she just ends up giving him a mean look, and then they go about their business. Yeah, it's weird. I, I expected that to be where like huge conflict arose, and that to be the story arc. Um, yeah. But it but it wasn't. Uh, and here comes the the fun part of the movie is that uh, now when she left her dad and went to Uncle Sorbo's house. Uh, her little brother, her little half brother, didn't go with her. Right. He went Jordan. with he went with their with her stepmom, I assume. Yeah, it was Jordan's mom. Yeah, with with his mom to wherever. They just left. And and his mom is apparently the worst person on the planet. Yeah, they portrayed that pretty well. She seemed like a total <laughs> bitch. So, uh, she shows up at Uncle Sorbo's ranch to ask Uncle Sorbo for some money that she assumes that he got from her dad. And Uncle Sorbo's like, "Well, I don't have any money." And she's like, well, he's got offshore bank accounts somewhere. Obviously, he's got money somewhere. And he's like, I don't have any. And he thought that she was going to leave the kid there at that point. Yeah, but she didn't. She took him and left. She, she, just, she took him out and, like, paraded him around for a little bit. It was like, go run off and do something. And then... And it was, like, two minutes tops, <laughs> too. And then she's like, get back in the car. And he's like, we just got here. And she's like, and now we're leaving. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't care what you want. I wanted money, and I thought I was going to sell you to get it. But, you know, it's not happening, so get in the car. <laughs> and then later in the movie, she pops up again with him. And this time, he's got a suitcase with him. And she, she basically just shoves him out of the car and says, bye, and drives off. She doesn't even say bye. <laughs> so Uncle Sam is like, aren't you going to say bye? And she's like, no, I already said goodbye. 
you're like, all right, man, cool. She's like, I can't deal with him right now. He can't go where I'm going. And she just drives off. Yeah, and then she just shows up randomly, too, a couple days later and picks him back up. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. Like, the writers didn't want to know where they wanted that to go. <laughs> but she she drops him off, and he's like, yay, I like horses and stuff. And, and I like, love Danny. And I love Danny. And I hate my mom. Yeah, he really fucking hates his mom. Yeah, like, he does. He's, a, he's aware that she is a terrible person. Well, yeah, because after she, like, leaves him without saying goodbye, Uncle Sam is like, you don't seem too worried about this. And he's like, no, nah, I'm cool if she leaves. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really like her. So, uh... He, uh, it's, it's mentioned that Uncle Sorbo is going on an, on an airplane ride with Boy Toy's father to go look at some cattle. And the little kid is like, I want to go too. He's only, he only wants to go because it's like a private plane. Yeah, He's yeah. like, your dad has his own plane? He goes, yeah. He's like, can I fly in it? And Danny's like, don't ask that. <laughs> yeah, it's rude to ask that. And Uncle Sorbo's like, yeah, sure, you can go. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> So they go on this, it's like a Cessna. It's like this little one engine prop plane that they fly into the air. And and like through a lightning storm. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes before that, Danny's like, Oh, I see a storm coming in. They mentioned storm again. But like she sees this like fog creeping over the mountains coming in. She's like, That's a storm. And so I guess it's like foreshadowing when the plane gets struck by lightning and something. And so the the one dramatic point in this movie is the plane that Uncle Sorbo, uh, Boy Toy's dad, and the little the little kid are flying and gets struck by lightning or something and it crashes into the mountainside. And they're all relatively fine. Yeah. When later when they find them, the the worst injuries are well, Boy Toy's dad is like bleeding. He's internally hemorrhaging. Which is bad, yes. But they've been sitting there probably for hours before they found them and nobody's concerned about this. Like he's just <laughs> Propped against a tree trunk. Yeah. And Sorbo's, like, walking around, like, I'm kind of hurt, but that guy's hemorrhaging. Probably get him down the hill. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and little kid's got a broken leg. Yeah. And they don't, like, worry about, like, okay, so Danny's the one who found him, and she's got her donkey there. And they don't, they're not like, okay, internal hemorrhaging, let's get him on the donkey and down the fucking hill. <laughs> no. They build, like, a sled for him to be pulled along the donkey with, and Jordan gets to ride the donkey, the old man's dragged behind the donkey, and Sorbo can walk still, so he's cool. Yeah. And uh, Uncle Sorbo, being a veterinarian, uh, can make, sh- you know, like, fucking stints and stuff. And Apparently, he tre- can also tell that somebody's internal hemorrhaging. Yeah, he can tell that because, you know, he's a veterinarian, so yeah. he's, he's totally in tune with people. Yeah. And uh. he has all of, like, you know, people, doctor, tools with him. Yeah. And uh, so they get, like, part of the way down the mountain and then give up, I guess. Uh, what happened part of the way down the mountain? Part of the way down the mountain, and they, like, they had to stop, I think, because the dude was bouncing around too much or something. And then Boy Toy shows up, so. Yeah, and then they just stick the dude on a horse. Yeah. Where he will bounce around some more. Yep. And so bring him down the mountain, and then Sorbo and Jordan and Danny have to stay at the top of the mountain. And for some reason, they can't continue down the mountain. Yeah. Like, Jordan could still be on the back of a donkey. Sorbo and, and Danny could still be walking alongside the donkey down the hill while the horse is going down the hill. Like, it would be okay. The horse can't go that fast anyways. Could be, You'd be hurting the internally hemorrhaging guy. 
Yeah. But they decide instead, no, we're going to sit here in the wolf-infested woods and build a fire. <laughs> the wolf-infested, it was one wolf. Yeah, I know. But you have to assume that there's other wolves because wolves don't live by themselves. It's It, it was one wolf. <laughs> it was one wolf in this mountain who, uh, who was scared off by a rape whistle the first time. <laughs> Because she had a whistle on and she blew it and the wolf was like, holy shit, she blew a whistle and ran away. Yeah. And and uh, the wolf also scared the donkey away. Yeah. Which at that point is why they had to build the fire. But originally they could have all just gotten back on the donkey and kept on moving and the wolf never would have scared away the donkey. Yeah. Just saying. So then the wolf comes back. Uh, Big plot hole. This time the wolf is immune to the rape whistle. Yeah. And starts making growly noises at them. And they're like, oh my God, it's Wolf and Danny being the only person who has all four of her limbs uh, gets up and grabs a stick and is like, back wolf, back. <laughs> and the wolf is just growling at him. And then out of nowhere comes a fucking donkey. <laughs> Scares off the wolf. There's two things wrong with that. First of all, the donkey would have never come back. Nope. Donkey would have been long fucking gone. Ever. Second of all, that wolf would have fucking murdered that donkey. Yeah. (laughs) That donkey wouldn't have stood a chance. I don't know why the wolf didn't just tear it apart. Maybe because it didn't have its pack with him. (laughs) Or it was just one lone wolf just, you know, roaming about the woods waiting for children. I guess. So then after the wolf incident, everyone gets down the mountain all safe and everything. And then they flash forward, I guess, a few days. Everyone's all fucking bandaged up. Mm-hmm. And they all meet in Uncle Sorbo's barn. Yeah. And that's when, isn't that when Jordan's mom showed up again to take him back? Yeah. And, and then they make a phone call and they find out that her dad had offshore accounts and they just traded money for... For the kid. Yeah, so, like, they, they gave the woman, they gave the stepmom a payoff, and in exchange, she signed over custody papers to give Sorbo full custody of Jordan. So she sold her kid. Yep, and then they go to Uncle Sorbo's bone to get gifts like he's the Wizard of Oz. Uh, he gives Danny, uh... No, he doesn't give Danny anything. He gives Jordan a pocket knife, and then he proposes to Jody. That's right. And, uh, and then... I guess. And then Be- they're happily ever after. Well, then Becky shows up. Oh yeah, and then Becky shows up, <laughs> and and Danny's like, "I don't hate you. I'm so sorry. I never should have treated you that way." Blah blah blah. <laughs> and you look at her like you treated her what way? You told her you wouldn't sell your horse, <laughs> and then you sold your horse. <laughs> like you didn't treat her anything. And then Becky's like, "I'm so sorry. I fucked up your horse." Because halfway through the movie, we found out that Admiral got tendonitis. Yep. And Danny gets so pissed about that, and Sorbo's like. <laughs> Listen, tendonitis happens. It just happens, man. <laughs> and then she's like, well, you can have, uh, what, Little Annie. Yeah, you can ride Little Annie in the, the show. And I, I give up on doing horse competitions. I'll just train horses from now on. Yeah, so you better win so that I can get a job. And then they find out that Little Annie wins the horse competition and she gets to be like a semi-famous trainer or some shit. And then that's it. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> so uh, here's what here's what I got from the movie. Hold um, on, hold on. We got to go through some of the bad parts of the movie before we get to the end of the movie. What what were the bad parts? Well, like the things that are wrong with the movie. Oh, I was about to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, so here's what I got out of the movie. Um, the acting was okay, except for Boy Toy. He was awful. Yeah, I thought the acting was so-so. 
Uh, the direction was okay. I didn't have any big problems with the directing in the movie. Um, the only problem I had that may or may not have been the director's decision were the um, the effects for the transition shots. Yeah, and the fake rain. Yeah, the fake rain was god awful. That was that was pretty bad. Uh, the writing was bland, but it wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty generic as far as these kind of movies go. It was cheesy chick flick. Yeah, uh, the plot was predictable and generic. Yeah, it was, it was, I thought the overall plot was decent. It had some good points to it, but it was pretty, pretty transparent. You could, you could see right through that thing. Oh, and the ending was cheesy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I think I wrote that actually down as, as that. (laughs) Everything got wrapped up in a neat little bow and like no one's story ended sad. And it was all fabricated drama too. Like there wasn't a, a, there wasn't a conflict arc. It didn't happen in the story. Like... They had the plot, and I guess the conflict, the major conflict, was either going to be her shit with Becky or this plane crashing. But it was all pretty fabricated drama, because the plane crashes and everybody's fine, apparently. Yeah, everyone... Like, it's this little tiny plane, gets struck by lightning, and (laughs) crashes to its death in a mountain. And the worst thing is somebody had some internal injuries and was fine. Yeah, which he lived through. And the other two people just broke a bone or two. Yeah. So, yeah, the the ending was cheesy, and uh, the biggest drama was... It was like it was stuffed in there, because the writer's like, oh, shit, we have to put something dramatic in here to make it seem like it's a movie. Yeah. And not just like a Lifetime special. <laughs> it would do really well on Lifetime. I would like to point that out. I'm a fan of some Lifetime movies, and this one would do well on Lifetime. Now, we actually looked at this on IMDb, and it got fairly good reviews on IMDb. It did. It had, I think it was like 16 ratings, and the overall average was like 7.8 out of 10. So, it's definitely the best movie that um, has been a straight-to-DVD movie that we've reviewed so far. Yes. And uh, I guess the question was, is it worth a dollar? Um, I think it's worth a dollar. I think that if you're looking for cheesy, dramatic chick flick, it's worth a dollar. It's not that bad. I would say it's worth a dollar. I don't know if I would personally buy it, but... Oh, I wouldn't buy it. Well, I mean rent it. I don't know if I would rent it. We did. We well, just rented it. for purposes <laughs> other than reviewing it on, on a podcast, I don't know if I would rent it just to watch it. Well, you're a dude. Listen, chicks. If you're having, like, a sleepover for, like, your daughter who's, like, 16... Or you are a 16-year-old and you're having a sleepover, it's fine. Rent it. It's or, worth a dollar. Or you have friends that are obsessed with horses. Yeah, if, if you love horses, <laughs> if you love the crap out of horses, then you'll love this movie. There's horses everywhere. Because the, the main character in the movie is obsessed with horses. Yeah. Like, you know, the other thing that I wanted to mention, though, about the movie, the soundtrack was overall pretty good. I yeah, didn't, I didn't have any problems with the with yeah. the, a lot of the sounds in the movie. It was nice because the last one that we watched was... Was, the soundtrack was god-awful. And this movie was a, a refresher from that. Oh, yeah, God. Because the soundtrack was decent. I liked it. At least we got to recover from that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would say it's worth a dollar. I just wouldn't personally buy it myself. Yeah, no, it's worth a dollar if what you want is a cheesy yeah. chick flick. And it is very geared towards, what, women? What was it? 19 to 29 was the demographic? Uh, the people who were 19 to 29 already did a 10 out of 10. All the people who reviewed it on IMDb who rated it a 10 were all between 19 and 29, which I don't get, guys, because I'm within that range, and I wouldn't have given it a 10. <laughs> it's an okay movie. It's not a terrible movie, but I would not... It's not It's not a great movie. It's not a 10. Yeah. 
It's but like a, a five and a half, a six, maybe a six and a half. Because it's got Kevin Sorbo in it, I'd give it a six. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Sorbo was pretty good. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah. So uh, let's let's talk about, uh, I guess, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is coming, guys. It's coming. Yep. We're only we got a few just weeks like away. two weeks away. Maybe three. I don't, I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to count. But well, we 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 did our all most of our shopping on on the Black Friday. Black Friday and that whole weekend until Cyber Monday, and we were done. Yeah, I was I was pretty much done after that. Yeah. Um, but man, boy, did some crazy shit happen on Black Friday that we never got to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Um, there was a Walmart worker in Long Island somewhere who got trampled to death. Yeah, he got trampled. A few people got injured. Yeah. Um, you know. It's just because of the way that Walmart does their shit. Yeah, Walmart's really got off of Black Friday. If any of you who are listening participate in Black Friday at all, for next year, obviously, because this is well after Black Friday at this point, but for next year, just just avoid Walmart, because you're just asking for, for injuries at that point, or for stupidity, because the way that Walmart just polices their Black Friday, it's just awful. I've, I've done Black Friday for years now, and um, there's never been a store as uncontrollable as Walmart. And they all have good sales, so it's not just because Walmart's sales are low. It's because of the way that Walmart polices their their customers. They just have, like, one random barricade that you are let through in a hole. They don't require lines or anything like that. If you go to Target, if you go to Best Buy, if you go to a mall, like, they all have a structured line that you're in a row, and they let in 50 people at a time, and then they stop you. Yeah. And they let in another 50 people, and they stop you, so the trampling doesn't happen. Walmart doesn't believe in that, apparently. They believe in, let's make a big horseshoe-shaped <laughs> barricade and let you in at one point of it, and then the people on the other sides of the barricades can hop it whenever the fuck they want. And that's where these stampedes happen. Yeah, people are crazy. They are. So what'd you get me for Christmas? Um, Socks and underwear. <laughs> that's horrible. Socks and underwear. <laughs> well, I'm going to get you Storm Rider for Christmas. That's That's awesome. That's so cool. I'm going to re-gift it to you for your birthday. <laughs> also, I'm not sure you can find it on DVD anywhere, honestly. Actually, actually, would you recommend this as a Christmas gift for anyone? No. No, it's not a Christmas <laughs> gift, guys. It's a movie that you're going to watch once and that's it, ever. What if you're like, well, alright, say you're like a grandmother who doesn't like know anything about anything anymore because you're so out of pop culture, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and you just see this like in Walmart or like Target or something, you see like, oh, Storm Rider, my daughter likes horses, I'll get this, or my granddaughter likes horses, I'll get this for her. Like, would, could you see that happening? Oh yeah, that could happen. Because <laughs> the cover art is a girl with a horse. And it's called Storm Rider. It's pro- the grandmother's going to be like, oh, it's about a lady who likes horses. Like, that's all it's about. <laughs> and she'll totally love it. And so if you get this for Christmas, I'm sorry. You need to tell your grandmother what you want for Christmas from now on. <laughs> oh, God. Um, let's see. Uh, Christmas has invaded television. Well, that happened, like, at Halloween. Yeah. Especially, like, the Lifetime channel. Yeah. Well, it was like November 1st and I saw the Lifetime channel and the whole channel that's called Hallmark Movie Channel had Christmas movies all day, every day. And like the weirdest thing that I don't get is like ABC Family when they start playing their Christmas movies. Yeah, they're 25 Days of Christmas. Harry Potter is like five of those movies. Yeah, well, Harry Potter is also in their Halloween specials and their Valentine's Day specials. They just throw in Harry Potter all the time. They're just like, we have the rights to play Harry Potter. Uh, We're just going to play the fuck out of it's, it. It's 4th of July. Uh, Harry Potter's a 4th of July movie. 
Harry Potter's a Memorial Day movie. <laughs> Harry Potter's a President's Day movie. Yeah, it's Abraham Lincoln's birthday, Harry Potter. <laughs> and they do. They play that shit all the time. And it's like two of them that they play. I know. They either play like the first one or the fourth one. And both of them are so overwatched, it's ridiculous. Yeah, now. the two in the middle don't get that much airtime unless they're doing like a Harry Potter marathon. Yeah, and the ones after four, I don't think I've ever seen on TV yet. Like, because the first one has a Christmas scene in it. Yeah. I've seen it enough times, yes. It has a Christmas scene in it. But that's it. Well, the one, there's a later one, too. I don't remember which number it is, but one of the later ones when they're training to fight Voldemort or something, there's a Christmas tree and they all, like, say Merry Christmas before they go away. And at that point in the series, they are saying Merry Christmas. They no longer say Happy Christmas. And you're like, are, did we leave England? What happened here? We're no longer in Europe. We, we moved to America. Yeah, they got Americanized now to say Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just the weirdest thing. Like, Harry Potter is like the cure-all for every holiday for ABC Family. Hey, if it snows in the movie, it's Christmas. Yeah, of course. If it snows, it's Christmas. That's why Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it snowed, it's Christmas. Edward Scissorhands, it's a Christmas movie. It snows. Oh, what, what other ridiculous movies does it snow in? Chronicles of Narnia? Christmas. Christmas? Actually, that actually could be argued to be a Christmas movie because all of the Chronicles of Narnia stories are based on Christianity. So you could kind of stay. Actually, the first one is more about Easter, yeah, though, but still. Yeah. The, the you could make the argument that it could be a Christmas-themed movie. It's a Jesus allegory. Yeah. Exactly. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you know a movie... Uh, Lion Jesus. Lion Jesus, yeah. <laughs> you know a movie we saw a while ago in theaters that could be a Christmas movie? Uh, what was it? It was the one with... Uh, with the kidnapping? Yeah. Yeah, what was that? Oh, that was God. kind of a Christmas movie. Um, They had like Thanksgiving. It was, yeah, they had Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving when they got kidnapped. It was kidnapped. Hugh Jackman. Oh, God, <sighs> what was that called? It was a really good movie, too. Yeah, it was called like Prisoners or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that, I think that's what it was called, Prisoners. It was a fantastic movie, guys. If you haven't seen that yet, you should rent it. That's that's definitely worth a dollar. We might have gotten the title wrong, but like Hugh Jackman. It just came out in 2013, and it's Hugh Jackman and, and a black guy, and I don't know who played him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's their two little girls who were best friends got kidnapped. And we won't. I can't possibly spoil the plot because no. I don't remember. Half you of it need anymore. to watch this movie. It's it's a good movie. And oh, and it's had um Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman are the two main male characters for the most part. So yeah, go go and see that. That's a good Christmas movie. Yeah, that's Christmas, man. Yeah, it's totally. It's Christmas. right after Thanksgiving, so totally be Christmas. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's a Christmas suspense thriller movie. <laughs> it's it's a really good movie though. That's one of the better movies we've seen all year. Yeah. Uh, so you want you want to wrap it up? I think that's it. That's everything. All right. So uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're Facebook slash. Facebook.com uh, slash Dollar Film Critics. Yes. Email us if you got a request or anything, dollarfilmcritics at gmail.com. If you can remember the name of that movie for us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, on Twitter, we are at Dollar Critics. And uh, you can find our podcast on podcasts.com. It's got an S at the end. Um, and we, you can just search us under Film and TV. 
Yep, and you can search us there. You can add us to your RSS feeds and everything like that. And you can find us on iTunes. Uh, just put our name into your searchy bar and we'll be there. Your searchy bar. Searchy bar. Your search bar now has a Y at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> we can write that in if you need us to. Put Dollar Film Critics <laughs> into the search bar. You'll get our episodes and rate us. For God's sakes, rate us. <laughs> we need rates and reviews. Tell us what we're doing wrong. We won't listen. No. But we'd like to know that we're doing it wrong so we can do more of it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll have another movie uh, next week. Well, and, then uh, everybody take care. And, Until uh, next time. Yeah, have, have fun Christmas shopping. Enjoy. <laughs>